This is a 980 CKNW podcast. We have been uh, talking a bit about MS, uh, the MS walks that are taking place, uh, the fact that Canada has the highest rate of multiple sclerosis in the world, and there is research taking place every day. But uh, again, the walks taking place and uh, the attention being uh, brought to uh, this disease can only lead to more research, more fundraising, and hopefully one day a cure for this disease. Uh, Melissa Hope is joining me on the line now, recently diagnosed with MS. Melissa, thank you so much. I know today's uh, an extremely busy day for you. Yeah, I'm very excited. This is actually my first MS walk. All right. Well, we won't we won't keep you too, too long. I was reading through your blog, though. And first off, I mean, congratulations on the fundraising. Uh, you went uh, above and beyond uh, your original goals. Yeah, my original goal was actually when I put that all up, $200. So I I ended up having to increase it several times and still passed it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's a great, a lot of support there. Um, Walk us back, if you can. And again, reading through your blogs, I know you've been really open about this whole process and and how things unfolded for you. How did it come about that you got the diagnosis? Um, So I was having mysterious leg pains um, back March last year, March of 2017. And when I went to a neurologist, they found one cause for one leg, but no cause for the other leg. And so we were sort of a little baffled. How could I have two weird nerve things going on? But uh, we started treating the leg he could understand and got put me in line for more tests and eventually an MRI. And the MRI was in December of 2017, and the results in January of this year looking very clearly like there's lesions on my brain and my spine. Heck, that's probably why I have nerve pain. <laughs> and and did you get the diagnosis then uh, shortly after that? Were they able to, to say definitively that it is uh, a form of MS? Yeah, so at that point, uh, they did send me for some more blood tests to kind of rule a couple other things out. I guess lupus, for example, can show some similar things, uh, but they did rule those out. Um, the, the diagnosis process for MS is a lot of ruling other things out until MS is the only thing left. Uh, so at this point, at, in January, we were really quite sure, but we tipped over to 100% by the end of January with the result of those blood tests showing that it wasn't these other things. And, and is it relapsing remitting or which, do, which form is it? We actually don't know yet. So at this point, I am under clinical isolated disorder because it's a form of MS that is just the first attack. We don't know whether or not I've had previous attacks that have maybe weren't severe enough to register or something like that. So I may already, like I may be under one of the other things we just don't know yet. So my next MRI in June will tell me whether or not anything's changed since my first one, and that will either leave me under clinical isolated disorder or move me into one of the other forms of MS. Uh, You write in your blog that uh, if you have to have this disease, Vancouver is the best place to have it because of the supports Mm -hmm. and the medical teams and the treatment. It's still got to be a difficult thing, though, to have these symptoms and to, to at least get an answer to what it is. But it must be difficult to now not know what happens next. Yeah, it's um. I'm a a person who likes things controlled. I like to understand things. And it's been a really weird year for that because, of course, when you don't know even what you have, there's nothing you can do about it except wait for the results of tests that keep saying nothing. And then you end up with a disease, or I ended up with a disease that 
you still don't really know what's going to happen. I've got a name for it, uh, and there's certain things you can do. Uh, I'm taking antibiotic therapy and uh, taking large amounts of vitamin D and some other things that might help, but we don't even know when I might have a next attack, what the next attack might look like. And, you know, people go from where I'm at, which is fairly functional, just, you know, pain and numbness, all the way up to, you know, losing the sight in an eye or having to use a walker wheelchair. And you don't know if or when any of that spectrum might happen. And does that change how you go about your daily life? I'm trying not to let it change it. <laughs> um, it's, it, is, uh, it is tough right now because I get a lot of fatigue and I tend to get sort of memory and concentration and focus problems when I you know, get a little bit tired. I have had to learn how to take breaks, which is a new thing for me. And I've certainly had to give certain things up that just kind of aren't safe for somebody with cognitive issues like paragliding. It's not a good idea to be 3,000 feet off the ground mm. if you're not thinking straight. And other things I've just tried to embrace, you know, going day to day, taking things a bit slower, taking breaks, and, and letting that be a good thing in some ways for my physical and mental health. And, and how is it? Do, do you feel like you need to be your own advocate as far as, you're right, there are all of these supports and there are teams and there are researchers, there are clinical trials, there are all of these things that are being done to try and find a cure for this disease. But it also mm-hmm. seems, I don't know, is it your experience as well that you do need to be your own advocate and make sure that you're at the front of it and you're, you're pushing and fighting for yourself to get to access to these treatments? Well, I think in Vancouver, we're really lucky. I know even even people who are in Burnaby have a very different experience. But in Vancouver, once you can get into the MS clinic at UBC, the doctors and care people there are just fantastic. They've brought together a really great team of things like occupational therapists and social workers and nurses who are all under the same roof. And if you need help, you just call the nursing line and they'll figure out who you need to talk to from there. It's always in healthcare you always have to be a little bit of your own advocate but I think in Vancouver we're we're really lucky in that if you can get into that clinic which I was lucky enough to get into quite quickly you you've got a lot of the supports to rely on uh that other places just don't uh, very true, being uh, being kind of at the center of it um, and, and with the researchers and such. Uh, you, you said that you're trying not to let it affect day-to-day uh, life and such, but it, that's got to be difficult too, as, as every time I would imagine if you, if you even feel a flutter in, in a finger, or you feel a twinge of pain, you've got to be wondering, was that just, is that something that would have happened anyway, or is that part of the disease? Yeah, that's, uh, it's a, a game my partner and I play when something weird is going on. Is it a symptom? Is it a side effect? Or is it something else? And, you know, like, especially foot numbness, it's like, okay, this is probably a symptom of MS, but it could be a symptom of something else that's going on. And any sort of anything with digestion, it's like, that could be MS, or that could be the antibiotics I'm taking for the MS. And yeah, it's it, it can make you a little crazy if you let it. It's better, I've found so far, to just try to ignore the little things and just focus on the bigger picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're going to be speaking a bit later today at the MS Walk. How was that? I mean, your blogs are written beautifully. How, was, how are you? Was it uh, 
not easy, I suppose, isn't the right word, but uh, did it come to you as far as what you needed to say and wanted to say to people? It took a it took a little bit uh, for sure because uh, blogs, of course, you can just keep writing another one until you said everything you need to say. And I was told, okay, you've got about two minutes to talk. I'm like, okay, what do I want to say in two minutes? <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, yeah, I tried to do something a little different than I'd done in the blogs in terms of focus on a different aspect, uh, a bigger picture perhaps aspect because of the the limit of only being two minutes than walking off. (laughs) (laughs) How important is it, do you think? I know you've done a ton of media interviews, and and it's great that you've put yourself out there to tell people about this and to share this story. How important is it, though, do you think that people take part in the walks, know about this, and, and get involved? Absolutely. I mean, we're so lucky in Canada to have so much support from the MS Society of Canada. They're excellent at you know, doing research and, and getting word out there, doing education, doing support for people with new diagnosis and who've been diagnosed a long time ago, because, of course, this disease changes, so you may need support again later. And so the, their work is so important to support, because without them, we would be stuck with the advocating for yourself and not knowing what's going on and not being sure who you can talk to. So they're... they're Fundraising efforts through things like the MS Walk is what keeps them going, what keeps us all supported through them. And uh, we can't take that for granted. we got to keep showing up, I think. And uh, I was so lucky to have so many people support my MS Walk fundraiser. And uh, I would encourage anybody who's, who's listening and has a few minutes and a few dollars to just throw them to the MS Walk if you can, because it's doing amazing things. All right, Melissa, thank you so much. I know you've been so busy uh, doing all of this and you're speaking later on uh, today, but thank you so much for your time this morning and good luck in the walk today. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Okay, you too. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.